Welcome to The Portable Pastor, a podcast of relevant biblical teaching, linking ancient truth with today's challenges. Each week, Pastor Mike will share God's Word to help you and remind you that God is pro-you. So download the outline from fbcclover.life and get ready to hear today's teaching. Here's Pastor Mike. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you're having a great day today. I want to bring you another teaching from God's Word. Today, I want to talk about Christ's new law. But I'm going to ask you first to go ahead and pause the recording. Go get you some crackers and juice. We're going to observe the Lord's Supper together. Now, if you're driving, just use what you have right there in, in the car. Go, God knows your heart. He, he knows that we're, we're going to uh, remember what He did for us, what He offers us. And so we'll, we'll do that together sometime in the, in, later on in the teaching. Today, I want to talk about Christ's new law. Now, laws in the scriptures are simply the ways that God intends for us to live out our lives, you know, with fellowship with Him and with with others. The entire world, everyone who's ever been born has lived under one of these sets of laws, at least one. Some of them, you know, maybe more than one, but they've lived under these laws because they want a right relationship with God or because it's innate in them. Okay, so the three sets of laws that are in the scriptures are patriarchal laws, mosaic laws, and then the law of Christ. And I want to look at them in detail today. So first, let's look at patriarchal law. Take your Bible and turn to Romans chapter 2. Now, patriarchal law is is not a term that's used in the Bible. It's not. That law isn't given a name. We know it's there. We know it exists, but it wasn't given a name until Bible scholars gave it that name to differentiate it between you know, between that law and, say, the Mosaic law at, at the time. Now, it, it was named after, you know, the patriarchal time in the Scriptures. That's the time before Moses, right? And so it, it's, it was a different type of law than Mosaic law because Mosaic law hadn't even been given yet. Listen to Romans 2, 14 and 15. For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do what the law requires, they have a law to themselves. Did you hear that? A law to themselves. It did exist even though they do not have the law. He's talking about the Mosaic law. So they show that the work of the law is written on their hearts while their conscience always or also bears witness. So this law is one that is written on everybody's heart. It it refers to our conscience that comes from being made in the image of God, you know, knowing right from wrong. Humans instinctively know that some things are wrong. Murder is wrong. Lying is wrong. Stealing is wrong. We know this inside of us. And the knowledge of that right and wrong is patriarchal law. Now listen to what apologeticspress.org says about this. The Gentiles' patriarchal law involved all the law written on their hearts, plus whatever directive or whatever direct revelation they received from God. So Adam and Cain, Noah, Abraham, they all received direct revelation from God. And these laws and the eternal principles written on 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 the hearts of man made up what is known as this patriarchal law. Now, there's a whole lot we don't know about it. You know, we don't understand or, or know all the direct revelations that God gave, and we don't know the laws that were passed down from generation to generation. They're not listed for us, but we can know that they were under a law, okay? A law, and it was not the law of Moses. It, it, it preceded, preceded that. So, uh, because we because we know they were guilty of transition transgression, there had to be a law, because no one is guilty of sin if the law doesn't say what sin is. So if there is 
if there is a transgression, there has to be a law. And so man gave this law the name patriarchy. Now, there were, there were, there were people before Israel was formed, right? You know, there were people who lived before Israel became a nation, before God had Moses call the people out of Egypt and they became their own nation. So we know there were people before and there were people outside of that nation. So they had to live by this law, this patriarchal law. The problem is, it's, it's impossible to live by. No one acts 100% according to their conscience. So I even have it. I mean, we say, you know, I know I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. It, no one can do that. No one can do that perfectly. So, But this law did have a purpose. It was to connect us to our Creator and show how inferior we are to His morality, to His goodness. Our inability to live under this law should then drive us to God for mercy and for salvation. Because, remember, we were, we were kicked out of His presence. Humanity was kicked out of the Garden of Eden, out of the presence of God. And, and for us to have a right relationship with Him, we have to be perfect or this law is going to drive us to God for mercy, for salvation. So that's, that's patriarchal law in a nutshell. Let's look at Mosaic law. Turn in your Bible to Exodus chapter 19. Now, Mosaic law was the law that was given to Moses specifically for the nation of Israel to live by at that time. It's sometimes called Mosaic law because it was given to Moses. Sometimes it's called Levitical law because Moses was a Levite and so much of the law had to do with the priestly duties and how they were to conduct themselves. Sometimes it's referred to as the Old Covenant. You know, it represented that covenant that God made with Abraham for the future nation of Israel. So listen to Exodus 19, verses 5 and 6. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples. For all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. He's talking specifically to the nation of Israel. And so he gives them this law. He gives them through Moses. It starts with the Ten Commandments, but it, it includes all 613 of the other rules for, for life, for, for religious duty, for worship. You know, it, it included all of these things. And so many years, many years actually, Israel lived by these laws. And, and they were unable to keep them completely. Just like patriarchal law, this was another set of laws that was an impossible uh, set of laws to keep. No one could possibly do it. But it had purpose too. It was to show the Israelites that they were incapable of the righteousness that God is requiring of them. And it should drive them, just like the others, should drive them to God for mercy in salvation. Listen to what Galatians 3.19 says. Why then the law? It was added because of transgressions until the offspring should come to whom the promise was made. So this was the, the offspring that was promised to Adam and Eve and the serpent. You remember the story. It was the seed of the woman that will crush the head of the serpent. Everyone was looking for this person, right? And so this law sat in place while this person, uh, you know, sometime in the future was to come. So GotQuestions.org says it this way, The law pointed out our sinfulness. It proved our inability to keep our end of the covenant. It made us prisoners in our guilt and showed us our need of a Savior. So that's Mosaic Law, in, in, again, in, in a nutshell. Now let's look at the law of Christ. Turn to Galatians chapter 3. Now stick with me. This is good stuff, and I'm coming to a point here. Turn to Galatians chapter 3. The, the law of Christ is only mentioned two times in the in, entire Bible. 
In Galatians chapter 6, 2, it says, Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And then in 1 Corinthians 9, 21, it says, To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside the law. That's the only two places that this law of Christ is mentioned. And there's not a a biblical definition of this law. But we can understand it by, by two things. One, we, we do what Christ did. It's the law of Christ. We're going to do what he did. That's found in Galatians chapter 3, verses 23 through 28. Listen to this. Now, before faith came, we were held captive under the law. That's Mosaic law, okay? We were imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came in order that we may, we might be justified by faith. That's a new that's a new set of rules. That's a new law right there so that we might be justified by faith. I'm I'm pressing on verse 25. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian for in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. That's the new law. You've put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, so that patriarchal and mosaic set of laws, uh, neither one of those apply now. You are all one in Christ Jesus. That's the law of Christ. So we focus on what what law Jesus said and what he said was the most important. Not only did we do we do what he did, but we focused on what he said was the most important. And for that, we turn to Matthew chapter 22. Verses 37 through 40. Listen to what it says. And he said to them, You shall love the Lord, you know this, with the love of the Lord your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So what is the law of Christ? Love God. Love people. Listen to what compellingtruth.org says. Jesus himself said, Do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. I've not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until it's all accomplished. So the law of Christ cannot be different in nature from the law of Moses, but rather an enlightenment of what the law of Moses really means to all men. The law, listen to this, the law of Christ supersedes the law of Moses. It doesn't change it, it supersedes it. It boils down the law of Moses to what Christians should follow. Loving God, loving others. He freed us from those hundreds of rules in the law of Moses, but loving God with our entire being and loving others as ourselves is the most difficult part of keeping the law of Moses. In fact, it's impossible without God doing it through us. So that's the law of Christ in in a nutshell. Now, I want to tell you that the law has changed, the law of of, you know, living in fellowship with God and in, in unity with man. It's changed 3 times. It's changed 3 times. Okay? So Jesus fulfilled Mosaic law. That was one change in Matthew 5:17. Do not think I've come to abolish the law of the prophets. I've not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. He fulfilled Mosaic law. He completed it, okay? So that was the first change. The second change is Jesus ended patriarchal law. Listen to Acts 10, 34 and 35, and then skip down to verse 43. So Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly I understand that God shows no partiality, okay? There is no Jew and Gentile. Okay, listen to 35. But in every nation... 
Anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. To him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. That's very different. It used to be through what the uh, what the law was that Moses gave or through what was handed down from generation to generation among the patriarchs. But now it is through his name. So Jesus ended patriarchal law. And the third change is that Jesus replaced Mosaic law and patriarchal law with the law of Christ. He just didn't let us go free, uh, you know, willy-nilly. We, we still have to live under law. It's the law of Christ. And that's what's described in Ephesians chapter 2, 12 and following. Listen, remember that you are at, sa- at, at that time separated from Christ. You were alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and you were strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. That that was patriarchal law and Mosaic law. 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace. He has made us both one and has broken down in the flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of the commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself a new man in place of the two. It can't be any clearer than that right there. He wanted to create in himself one new man, one new way, one new set of laws in place of the two, so making peace. Verse 16, and might reconcile us both to God in one body, not Jews and Gentiles, one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and, pre- and preached peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you're no longer strangers, you're no longer aliens, but you're fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. So that final law change that the scripture says is the law of Christ. And, and it's going to stand until the day of the rapture. The day of the rapture. Now, let me go from, from teaching to preaching here just a little bit, okay? What does this mean for me and you? What are, what are you and I to do? Listen, number one, the, the love, you know, the love God and love people statements of the Ten Commandments, you know, as, as two distinct sets of rules, they transfer over into our lives. The ordinances and the worship rules do not. But the, the two distinct sets of rules in the Ten Commandments do. The Ten Commandments are broken down into two groups. The first four deal with loving God. The last, deal, the last six deal with loving people. He summed them up in the two great commandments in Matthew 22. Remember, love the Lord your God and love others as yourselves. Now, through his life on earth, he gave us at least 49 more commands in the Gospels. And and we're not going to look at at them today, but just know that they all deal with loving God and loving people, every one of them. Now, the other commands, the regulations, the ordinances, the worship rules, they were specifically set for the nation of Israel at a specific time in that nation's existence. Okay, They do not transfer over into the lives of Israel today and the lives of Christians today because now Christ has come. There's a new covenant that is offered. And so those statements, those those rules have, have gone away. Okay, They didn't transfer over into our lives. Let me, let me explain, uh, give you a couple of examples. So, so today, if you want to be right with God, you can, 
You can live by Mosaic laws and and do the tithing rules. I think that was even in patriarchal laws because of what uh, Adam and Eve had to give to God, or or, uh, their sons had to give to God, actually. And so there's tithing rules back then, but Jesus said, you know, give generously. He doesn't say anything about the 10%. Now, back in the Mosaic Laws, there were Sabbath rules, and there was a bunch of them. You could only walk so far, talk so much, write so many uh, letters. It was crazy. But now, in James, it says, after Christ, and James says that you can't judge somebody because of their Sabbath. Their Sabbath day might be different than yours. If you want to be right with God, you know, back then you had to go by all these worship rules. You had to do these things and say these things and go here and stand here and kneel here and light this and kill this. And you had to do all those things. But now that Jesus has come, he said, there's going to come a time when you're not going to worship in the temple. You're going to worship in spirit and in truth. So see, those laws don't transfer over to us either. Mosaic law was fulfilled by Christ. Every one of those responsibilities, Christ did. And he died, even though though that he didn't deserve to, because he didn't deserve to die. He fulfilled every law. But so Mosaic, Mosaic law was fulfilled by Christ. But loving God and loving others is our part. So if you want to walk with God, simplify your religion, simplify your religious activities, just love God and love people. Love God and love people. And he's going to give you several ways to do that in the New Testament. And so I would say look that up. The second thing that I I think this means for you and I is that the urgings of of God that you know that designed conscience that's in our lives is still in place, but our our ancestors' belief system doesn't have authority over us, okay? Yeah, you're still made in the image of God. His moral imprint is still on your life. And you may even have some godly ancestors, but what they taught, what they taught, if it's it's extra extra biblical, what they taught is trumped by God's word because God's word is given to us in this latter time. And, And like I said, they may have been right, but their authority is trumped by Christ, by his words, See, his righteousness has replaced the type of righteousness that our families have passed down in in earlier generations. You want to be right, you have to do this. You have to go here. You have to stand there. But remember, we cannot live 100% according to their teachings or our conscience. We have to trust in the righteousness of Christ. So patriarchal law has never been good enough. It had to be replaced. It doesn't have any authority over you. And the third thing that this means to you and I is that we're, we're offered, and if we've accepted, we're in a new covenant with God through Christ. He satisfied God's demands. He justified us with the Father. We're under the law of Christ now. The rule of Him, the example that He set, the commands that He gave us, we're under that law now. So let's remember, let's remember this. And as we come to the, to the, you know, to the communion table today, even if it's in our, our hearts, if we come to the communion table today, we got to remember that he satisfied God's demands and he paid for sin even though he did not commit sin. So therefore, he has the authority to rule over our lives. So let's observe communion together. Go ahead and take the bread. The scriptures tell us that the night before Jesus was arrested, He had the Last Supper with his disciples, and he took the bread, and after giving thanks, he broke it, and he passed it to them, and he said, This is my body, which is broken for you. 
So we pause and thank God for that gift. Father, thank you that your body was, the body of your son was broken for us. It was bruised for us. And we're healed and we're made right with you. He endured that for us so that we can have a right relationship with you. And we remember that today in Christ's name. Amen. Jesus said, as often as you eat this, remember me. Go ahead and eat. Then Jesus took the cup and he also offered it to his disciples and he offered them something remarkable. He offered them the new covenant, one that was found in his own sacrifice, his blood. And the juice represented his blood. And this was brand new to them. It was his blood that was the sacrifice for sin. Not the Mosaic system, not the patriarchal laws. It was his blood that was what was that was the sacrifice for sin that was going to make them right with God. Let's prepare our hearts for, for the juice. Father, I thank you for the blood of Christ that was shed for our sins. You said, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. Your son shed his blood. He was pure. He was the perfect, spotless lamb of God, the sacrifice that took away the sins of the world. And we thank you for this. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Go ahead and drink. Well, thank you for observing that with, with me today. So in response to what we just observed, to this, what we just learned, this new law of Christ that he affords with his body and his blood, what do we do now? Well, we, we love God. We love God by obeying our conscience, yeah, but obeying the Holy Spirit and the teachings of Christ. That's, so, that's how we love God. We love people by telling them the truth of God. By, by telling him about his gracious salvation. That's how we truly love people. And if we make disciples like he told us, that making disciples is proof that we both love God because we're obeying his command and we love people because we want the best for them, right? So love God by obeying his commands, you know, the ones that are on, written on your heart, the ones that are spoken or you know, interpreted to you from his scripture by the Holy Spirit and the teachings of Christ. Love people by telling them the truth. Love them enough to introduce them to Christ for salvation and then make disciples honoring, honoring God. Well, I hope that was a blessing to you. I know it was a little heavier than usual, but we needed to go through that today. Well, thanks for listening. We'll come back with a teaching soon. I'm not teaching the next two weeks at church. I'm headed out to the Southern Baptist Convention. You can pray about that. It's going to be kind of a contentious time. But I uh, want to represent God there and represent our church there at the convention. So I'll probably come back in about two and a half weeks with another podcast. And I hope you have a great two and a half weeks. If you have any questions about this or anything else, feel free to email me, Mike at FBCClover.com. And I'll, I'll uh, take every one of those seriously and I'll get back with you. Well, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Remember, if you're walking with God, if you're walking with God, He is very much pro you. Thanks for listening to the Portable Pastor Podcast. Pastor Mike serves as pastor at the First Baptist Church in Clover, South Carolina. FBC Clover is a church that focuses on loving God, loving people, and making disciples. For more information about our church and our ministries, or to make an online donation, go to fbcclover.com or email us at fbcclover at gmail.com. Until next time. Be blessed. And remember, God is pro-you.